Who's repping Lynn? You repping Lynn? Shout out to all my peoples out there. We got like we got like one day. But you need oh uh, I thought you meant like move to the side. Oh okay. Alright, brother, you wanna you wanna stop? I, I think you should talk more. Okay. What's cracking party people? Oh, uh, is, is it too close? Alright, this is alright. My name is Daniel Elias Carrero. Um, I'm a writer and a podcaster. I also go by the old dirty time capsule. No relation to the old dirty bastard. Um, I have had the honor of knowing this gentleman since I was the age of 15. I remember one time I was in the music studio at Movement City and this guy in the Starling, the dude with the blonde hair you've seen before with the thing, who's blonde now, apparently. Um, Yo, these, these, we've been rocking for a minute, we've been growing for a minute, we've been working for a minute, um, and I have been given the honor of being able to ask my man some really good questions, or oh, I think they're good questions, I came up with them, so of course I think they're good, um, and then we're going to open the floor up to y'all if anything has been left unanswered or unsaid. Um, First, I, I want to tell a story about, uh, I think, the first music video Michael and I ever worked on. It was called Look, and uh, we had submitted it. It wasn't the first video. No, actually, it wasn't the first one. It wasn't the first one, but that was one of our best ones. Yeah. That was the video that won um, the film festival, I believe, in 2018. I think, it, yeah. We won. I think it was like two. I can't even remember. Yo, well, you, I remember yeah. you won that one. You, yeah. What'd you do with that $500? I think, I can't remember if I bought a camera with it or I bought equipment with it, but I know a portion of it went to my mother. Mm. I remember calling her when, we, when I got the money, told her I won $500, and obviously you have to give like a portion of that to your mom at the time. Like, like I didn't have a job, like $500, I have to give half of that to my mom. And then the other half was definitely mine. It was either a camera or equipment, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Always got to reinvest. Business, business uh, advice for the day, right? Um, I think my main question, though, since then, because I think I'm 23 now, you're 24, you'll be 25, and I'll be 24 this year. Yeah. So it's been like six, seven years. Yeah. What would you, what would you go back and tell your 18 year old self right now? Ooh. Take your time. Think about it. Learn about LUTs. What? LUTs. If, if you're a film guy a or a video guy, learn about LUTs. It's like... What's a LUT? It, so you know, <laughs> some videos, they get colored. They get color graded. And like sometimes people put out videos and like it's just like the video and it's literally just what you shot on the camera and then that's it. If you go in-depth and edit it, like you know what filters are, you do the filters and then like the color grade stuff and I feel like if I learned about that at an early age, everything we would have worked on would have looked so much better. And then another thing, um, listen to podcasts. I would have told myself to listen to more podcasts. Like I should, and director's commentaries, oh my God. Yo, 
I don't know if you guys like ever got a BBB before, but like there's a thing in the BBBs. I saw somebody talk about this during like a keynote. The guy that did Moonlight, he would um go to like libraries and buy like the um, the DVDs with the director commentaries, and he'd listen to them. And there's so many gems in them. Like there's so many things that you'll learn on those. Like it's crazy. I learned so much off those. And I feel like if I was younger, I learned myself just listening to other directors at that age, dude, we would have been like, like, we would have been out of here. And then, I don't even know. There's a lot there's of, a lot. there's a lot of things that looking back on it, uh, we should have done earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, like, I, I could just say those like three things. The, but that that makes a, a, raises a good question for me right now. Do you feel like there were any, um, were you, do you feel like there were any self-imposed, do you feel there were any self-imposed barriers, like hesitancies um, in committing to certain actions or like, you know, performing certain like feats, you know, um, that you just like didn't do because you might not have felt as confident in the moment or as confident as you do now? So the very first film I did after hours, I don't know if anybody knows the real story about how that happened, but the original story is I didn't want like a premiere of that at a Okay. I didn't want one. I was just very much like, let's just put it out on YouTube and just call it a day. And then I, you know, I learned about Etayel and they were doing events and my friends were like, a starling guy in the video, he was like, let's do an event over there, let's just do it. And I was like, why would we want an event? And I was just very close-minded about it at the time. And then when the event happened, there was like so many people there and they were so into it. And then at that time I got really into film and I just liked the idea of everyone coming together and watching something on the screen. It's almost like, it, it's almost better than just like sitting on the couch and watching it by yourself. And then I really love the idea of going to the movies. So I think like if I, if, if we went along and never did that event, I don't think I'd be yeah, I, yeah. Me, me encouraging people, you know, I feel like a lot of times when we have ideas or dreams, we're kind of always just walking the edge and we just need somebody to push us right off the cliff. Just to show us it's not that far of a, of a drop, you know what I mean? Might hurt your ankle or something, you know what I mean? Um, on some Jason Tatum things, right? No, I'm kidding. Y'all hurting, huh? Yeah. Hear me buckets getting swept. But yeah, one thing I feel like art does for the human soul, the psyche, um, whether I think individuals are aware of it or not, art is a problem solving tool. Um, a lot of times we'll use math or geometry to figure out you know, the best ways to construct a building or build a safe car. But when it comes to like our internal emotions, like all those troubles, conflicts that we deal with on a daily basis or just going throughout all our lives, right? Um, psychology will literally tell you this. It's, uh, the problems we have inside need to be externalized, need to be focused, they need to be you know, thought through. And since we was kids, you've been making coming of age movies. And so, you know, I think a lot of times, I think Starlin said this too, one of the problems you were trying to solve in some sense was like, how do you grow up in Lawrence? And like, how do you, you know, 
get the result you want from your growth as a kid. And that's a weird way to put it, because when you're a kid, you're not thinking that way, right? My question is, how has making coming-of-age films helped you come of age, my brother? You're so good. I know. How you doing? So good. Um, I feel like with every film I do, it always feels like um, like a certain era or like a certain moment in time. And um, it's always just off one idea. Like, like I know Boys Will Be Boys is like loosely based off like high school. Like I, I was on the football team for like two years. And you know, my friend, uh, my friend and you know, mentor Marcus, uh, he was really into the idea of me doing a story about football and like, you know, vulnerable jock. That was just the whole like word for it. And um, that was just like one kind of thing. And then, you know, I did the film Erica and that was kind of like, a, I wanted like a female protagonist kind of story. And I felt like there wasn't enough of those. And then like with June 22nd, I finally wanted to do an ensemble because I fucking love The Breakfast Club. And, um, you know, I feel like with every film, I'm learning how to be a better filmmaker. And I'm learning a lot of lessons when it comes to life, because I think film and life go hand in hand. It's very much problem solving. And you just learn how to solve things really faster and, you know, efficient. And I think, you know, with your question, which was how I came of age, I mean, um, yeah, like these films helped me a lot. That's why I keep doing them. Like it just, it's very much almost like therapy for me at the same time. Even um, just learning a lot of life lessons, being able to, you know, be confrontational, like when you have to be, and you know, just being very honest with people. I've learned how to be really honest. I've learned how to be like very direct, and, you know, the word director. And um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm learning way more and I just keep learning more. I feel like Neo in this fucking big chat. <laughs> <laughs> like that, yeah. That's how it really feels, like that. Um, but yeah, these films, that's how they help me come of age, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, to put it all on the globe. So is June 22nd based on a true story? You stole somebody's weed? No, it's, it's, it's loosely based off like a ton of stories. Okay. Um, I don't want to put anybody on the spot. No names. But, um, no names and everything, but you know, loosely based off certain stories. And um, I really wanted to do a day in the life. And you know, ensembles are so cool. Like, come on, like there's Breakfast Club, there's the Scream franchise. Like, I have a, Dev in the movie said, Dev in the movie basically said, I'm dying to get out this fucking house. Do you share that sentiment? Where have you ever shared that sentiment? I feel like at times, yes. And then I feel like other people share that sentiment a lot too. It's a very relatable feeling. Um, I've been there before. I think there's times where like I sit there and I'm like, maybe I can get the fuck out, maybe not, you know? Uh, but yeah, I've shared that sentiment a couple times. I'm sure a lot of other people have too. It's a very relatable um, sentiment. And um, yeah, that was very much based off like, a lot of people, like I wasn't one of them, 
to specify like one certain person, but like, you know, there's always that person that has to break out of their shell or, you know, just wants that like slice of freedom. I've been there before, I all the time. For sure, for sure. I know growing up, something that we often said was, we need to get the hell out of Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? And low key, I feel like we're actually not gonna go anywhere because I think times have changed in the sense where now this is the place to build. You know what I'm saying? Not to be the next New York or the next Boston necessarily, but in the next 10 years, this city is gonna see a lot of life economically, artistically. And it starts with, you know, the work here done at ET and the work done by people like Michael T. And I'm certain the work done by various people in this room. Um, you mentioned Marcus, and I know that, that he's been a mentor, right? Um, as a director, you're, you're in a position of leadership. That's a very challenging role. Um, and you mentioned, you know, learning to be more confrontational, learning to direct more as a director, right? Um, Wilfred, my good friend, actually said this to me yesterday, and I thought it was very insightful, but before you can lead, you also have to learn how to follow, you know, because one has to understand both sides of, of the coin and the experience. Who have been, who have you followed up to this point? Who have been leaders, mentors, or role models that have been really instrumental in your growth up to this point? Yeah, there's like a list. Um, uh, I could definitely say Adriel was one of them. The captain, I'm not even the god. Um, I remember back in like high school, Adriel was an upper class for me, senior, right? Senior? I can't even remember, it's been so fucking long. Um, Adriel was definitely upper class for me. I would hear about him all the time in the hallways or like in the graphics department. And I think like, I remember I saw you perform at like, at Diane. You've done so many things, bro. <laughs> so crazy. And um, I remember like, I would definitely like look for him for advice. There'd be those days where I would just hang out with him and just see what a day in the life of Adriel is like. And I'd be around him. And then same with Nate, Nate too. Fucking love you, bro. God! Same with Mav, Mav too. Like, and then, you know, Marcus came around. And Marcus saw something in me, and that was really cool. Like, I, I remember, I mean, Boys Will Be Boys was like the first time I fell in love with directing. Like, I remember I told people that like, as, as like evil as this sounds, and as like harsh as this sounds, but like, I didn't eat, like, that was the first time I didn't eat like for a whole day, because I was just having so much fun, I forgot to eat. And it's bad, like I know you're supposed to eat, but like, I had so much fun just, like putting everything together that I like by the end of the day we wrapped the party scene, I didn't realize like, oh my God, I didn't eat. And I was in my car like, I gotta eat. It's crazy, we bought a box of pizza. Yeah, I didn't eat it. And and I think Marcus got um, Chick-fil-A. Like, there was a lot of food there and I didn't eat it. But um, yeah, I learned so much from Marcus because um, Marcus taught me like a bunch of skills and I just absorbed as much as I could. Cause that's what I, I wanted to be a really good director. Like I never thought about quitting. I wanted to keep making movies, and I want to say that throughout all those experiences and all these people that I met, it kind of just led me to being a really good director. And I mean, recently with Bailando, that was the biggest crew I've ever directed. That was gigantic. Um, that was expensive. And it was expensive. 
And that's another thing too, dealing with money, like, like there's no quitting, like there's no way I'm gonna walk on set. There's uh, thousands of dollars being dealt with. I'm not walking out. Why am I, why would I walk out? There's gonna be a solution, there has to be. I would never walk out, that's crazy. That's crazy to even think about. Like, yeah. like I know, I know um, for those of you that were there the second day here on the set, it was hot. <laughs> it was, it was, it was hot. But there was not a doubt in my mind I was gonna walk off that set and like go home. Like we were there to make a fucking movie, and we were gonna make it, you know. You about to go home like Kobe? Job done. Freaking what? What do you feel you have left to to do, or what do you feel is the next step in in your journey after? I know you got Balando and you're going into post. Soon, right? Yeah. Besides that, just like, what do you have? What do you have to do next to become a better filmmaker, in your opinion? Well, recently, um, I feel like I've learned that I'm very much in this weird like space where it's like, I don't know if I can say first generation. I don't know if I can say that yet. But, because I still have research to do, I gotta Finish research. the rest of the sentence and then like, but, you know what I mean? um, I'm in this weird situation where I feel like I'm a first gen in like filmmaking kind of for Lawrence. The history is very, very like, it's rare. It's really hard to find. I gotta go to the Heritage Center soon and just figure it out. But um, the history is very hard to find. Like, I think, you know, I want to build the foundation here, make sure that, you know, there's a next generation after me. Um, I want to make sure that we get a theater back in town. Let's go. They, yeah. they demolished the showcase and I'm kind of bummed out about it. And I want a theater back here. I feel like movie culture should definitely be back. Um, and, you know, I haven't made a feature yet. Like, I got to make a full length movie. There's a lot of work to be done, you know? And, um, you know, being in this weird first generation kind of rarity thing, there's a lot to learn and a lot to like build still, you know? And I hope I'm able to build it, you know? I think I am, but yeah. I think you, I think you will. Yeah. Um, now, yo, I, I first moved to Lawrence when I was 13. Um, I've moved, I lived in the Bronx, lived in Hamilton, Ohio, that's just weird, I know. Moved to VR for a couple years, and no, no place do I feel as affectionate towards as Lawrence, um, especially when it comes down to, to that right there. This has been the place where I felt um, is, is key for building a legacy that um, the world hasn't seen before, you know what I'm saying? We often follow the trends and the patterns. I remember how much we wanted to go to New York and how much we wanted to go to LA. I went. You know what I'm saying? And you went, right? It was nice. And it was nice, but you know, I mean, I don't even know what happened out there, but I've been around the world at this point too. And I feel like a lot of times it's just good to build where you are. You know what I'm saying? And to, to see what problems need solving right where we're at, right? Um, Cause ain't no use in trying to change the world if you can't even like fix your home. That's an old expression, but it's the truth. Um, my next question regards, in the spirit of elevated thought, my next question regards community building 
and community development. Because um, pulling a team together can be very challenging. You know, I know I just asked you about your leadership role, and now I want to ask a little bit more about, yeah, I want to ask more about the, the actual process of being a leader. There's a lot of a trust that has to be delegated, a lot of ego work and a lot of ego management that needs to, to happen. Um, and that's not easy. And I know that you had a, a, a big team, right? What, what lessons on community building and organizing and team, team camaraderie have you learned you know, after Bailando and after June 22nd? What do you, yeah. I learned a lot. Um, be open, you know. Um, I recently on Bailando, I learned about, you know, building this chain of command. Um, you know, as a director, you can yell cut, but you have a whole, like, line of command to make sure that, you know, you got what you need. And um, it's all about communication, you know. You talk to, you know, your script supervisor, you talk to your producer, you talk to, you know, your camera team. And, um, yeah, I mean, be communicated, like, talk to these people, make sure you got what you want, and, um, you know, after every project, sit down, you know, ask, like, oh, am I doing well on this? You know, like, ask, like, where, where did you see something that you didn't like? Or, like, you mentioned something you don't like, you know? Push each other to the side and, you know, have that real conversation. That's super important. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of communication. Um, Do you feel like that's your strong suit? Oh, yeah. Oh. I think... I think I love communicating with people and bringing people together. That's like my number one thing. I absolutely love bringing people together. Like, um, I I I loved the unity that Balando brought together. Like, I know y'all are like really close now, and that's tight. I'm really happy that that happened. Um, yeah, and even June 22nd, like everybody was really close knit, and I love that. I really love bringing people together. You know, like, if I see two people, like, if I'm friends with these two people and I feel like they deserve to meet each other, like, I'm gonna try to make it happen, you know? I feel you, I feel you. Yeah. On that note, do you want to give a special shout out and thanks to all the, all the folks who helped make, um, help bring your vision into reality, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying single out anybody, because that, that might be a little dirty. Huh? But just a general thank you, you want to give one? Yeah. Dollar way. I mean, I, I just want to say thanks to everybody here, like, you know, somewhere or another, you know, you affected my life and I affected yours, hopefully, and, like, you know, it means a lot, like, we really sat there and made everything that just played tonight, like, that was a whole journey and a half, and we're not even done yet, there's so much to be done, and, um, yeah, thank you so much, I mean, this whole set, like, this whole set got built, like, you don't even understand the kind of journey we went through to get this set built. I remember it was just one conversation with Feliciano, like, and we were just like, are we gonna get a set? Like, I've never shot anything with a set. And when you guys see Bailando, bro, you're not even gonna know it's a set. You're gonna think it's a whole apartment. I've already had people ask me if it's somebody else's house. Like, no, we built that. <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you. Like, thank you for everybody that helped with Bailando. I mean, you know, I'm speechless. Like, I, I don't even want to cry again. I cried the last day we shot by Nando. And um, yeah, I just can't even say like any other words, but thank you, you know? Yeah.
On that note, everybody here gets a free ticket to Michael's next blockbuster film in Hollywood, whenever that happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know we said we're gonna open the floor to some questions, so if anybody does have something burning in their heart, you know what I'm saying? Or just, Feliciano. Nah, no, I got you, I got you, I got you. Does this roll that far? I think so, right? Yeah. yeah. It's still working? Okay. Uh, what's up, Feliciano, nice to meet all y'all. Thank you for coming out tonight. Anyways, uh, we just saw Witness uh, with Greatness, you know, June 22nd, uh, coming out this month. My question to you is, what was something that you want everybody in this room to take away from in terms of the theme of the film, right? Mm -hmm. It's about a bunch of friends going out to the beach, everybody can relate to that. Uh, just give us like quick, you know, short segments or something like that about something that we should be taking away, you know, uh, following those characters' journey. All right, peace. Loki should have had you do my job. That was a great question. Um, but the question was just to reiterate: what is a, a main theme or takeaway from June Twenty Second? Take time to reminisce. Mm. Um, you know. The theme, the overarching theme of June 22nd is, you know, do you remember when we all first met? It's the tagline, it's the slogan, it's everything, you know? And this is very much an origin story on how these, you know, four high school seniors ended up being really close. And um, yeah, like, just reminisce, sit down, think about these moments, go through your photo book, look at that, enjoy it. And you know, I, I really hope this film makes you think about, you know, your moments in high school or, you know, that moment where you had a lot of fun going to the beach with a couple people, or, you know, that crazy moment where you took a QP and like, <laughs> you, you don't regret it at all. Um, I regretted it. Yeah, you know, reminisce. You know, it's a slice of life. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I can say about June 22nd. Getting threatened by a drug dealer in a movie is funny. Getting threatened by a drug dealer in real life is not. Just, you know, don't take somebody else's stuff. Um, damn, brother. Yeah. Any, anybody, I look at the question right now. So, you know, if anybody else wants to say that. Yo. Yo. Nah, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is the question, 
to some extent, just to rephrase it, are you asking Michael if he wants to be a mentor? Michael, how do you feel about, you've, you You followed some great leaders, now how do you feel about taking that role for, for somebody younger than you? Bro, I'd love to. I, um, I mean, we have something in the works happening. I, you know, it's still, it, it's still, you know, a couple meetings in the works. Um, you know, with Elevated Thought, and of course, I'm more than open to, you know, mentoring anybody that wants to make films. I, I honestly, like, even now, like, with my friends, I'm helping them produce their own films, and, you know, I'm helping in any way I can, and I just want to make movies, really, and, you know, um, yeah, like, mentoring is really cool. There's, there's a lot of stuff out there that some people don't even know about, and, um, you know, any chance I get, I share, you know, any. PDFs I have or like any advice that I get from anybody. Um, but yeah, and also I know you mentioned um, community and you know building certain things here in the city, uh, like a space, I love that too. Um, one of my biggest complaints that I have is that like, think about it, like every single movie theater, one's in Methuen, one's in Salem, New Hampshire, and then, you know, all the like nonprofit films, like theaters, they're all out in Boston. Like, ugh, you gotta drive like 30 minutes to go and watch like a really old, like classic movie. And don't get me wrong, I drive 30 minutes, but like, you know, I'd love to have that here. Like, yeah, it'd be nice to walk there. I'm gonna have to pray, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a nice little walk. You know what I mean? But having to plan my whole day. It, it, I mean, it, it's Put great. gas in the car. Gas, but you know, having something like that in Orange would be cool. Like, you know, I'd love to like open up a theater and imagine like, boom, Sanky Pocky, we're playing that in there. Top tier, or, top like, tier. Andrea, you know, like classical movies. Like, I wish there was something here. Like, yeah. Plus, you know, that could inspire a lot for people. You never know. Like that one movie night could change somebody's life, which is nice. No, no. We like millions. Um, damn, yo. Anybody else have a question? Ari, Mike? Like, 
I hope you don't mind I rephrase it, just short. But yeah, how has your experience in the like film film industry mm. like affected and, and helped you grow? Bro, I feel so bad I didn't get to mention this. But um how I can't say that. Oh okay, I'll take that out. Um uh I I had the privilege, I guess I can say it in like the most simplest terms. I've had the privilege to work on like studio production films. I've worked on about two and a half productions. Mm. Um, and then, you know, the strike happened, so there's no work, and um, it's very silent now. But um, uh, I've actually had this recent conversation about, like, I don't know if I'll go back or not, because I really like where I'm at right now. Um, I've learned so much on film sets. Um, I honestly think if, you know, you want to be a filmmaker, take that job. Like, if you become, if you get a PA opportunity, take it. Like, if, it's gonna be exhausting, but you're gonna learn so much. I, you know, it's, I'll be straight up, I work 12 hours a day, five days a week, and I learned so much. It was, I was getting paid, bro, for going to school. Like, that's how it was, like. Yeah. <laughs> you, I was, I was just there learning. Like it was film school to me. You ask questions. There's people in there with like pockets bigger than me. Like I was just sitting there asking questions. I'm like, oh, what's this? What's that? What's this? And they would just answer it because they're snappy. They're just trying to get shit done. But I was learning, and like I had the privilege um, to just talk to people that like just talk. And it wasn't even on some like. Yo, give me a shot, bro, I got it. It was awesome, like, so how'd you do this? Like, how'd you rent that? How'd you, you know, and then even learning about the rental houses where you get equipment, you get to meet the people in there, like, you get to meet, you know, example, you meet John Doe, and they, they're like, they own rental house. Yo, anytime you want, come through, I'll give you a discount. You meet, like, the DP on um, Bailando, his name's Ben Heal, he, um, he's a, He's a fucking legend. Like, this guy, he, um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with Gaff is, or Gaffer. Um, he's, a Gaffer's a person that lights, you know, the scenes. He was the Gaffer from the Whitney Houston movie, and he was the Gaffer for Coda, the, mo the movie that won Best Picture for the Oscars. So I, I don't know if, you know, Ben likes me mentioning this stuff, but Ben's really the GOAT, and um, yeah, I love him. I, you know, I text him, I'll send him through stuff later, but um, yeah, Ben's really cool. Like, I met Ben through a production job, and um, you just meet a lot of really cool people, and they just take you in these, like, really different directions, and you never know, you know? You, I learned so much, there's, there's so much. Like, I, I don't even know, like, where to even begin to tell you how much I learned. But it's film school. I, I could just say, Take a PA job and don't, I mean, I'm not gonna like slander film school, you know, film school is, go I'll, to I'll, it. I'll slander them for you. Go to film school. <laughs> I won't actually slander them, but I will say uh, something on education just to make it up, I guess. Yeah. But it's like, there's a lot to be said about getting it out the mud and grind. That is the most beautiful thing on earth, is getting it out the mud, taking that crappy job, climbing the ranks, but obviously not taking just any crappy job. Is a PA a crappy job? 
It can be. It can be. There's days. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's all about pushing through and, and turning every situation in life into a, a matter of learning and lessons, yo. Yeah. Um, yeah, bro. Any any other questions? Oh, oh, right there. What? Wonder? Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, so why did why did you choose to make June twenty second over anything else? Is that the question? Yeah, no, on a serious note. Like I I say this all the time and it pisses me off when dudes say, Oh, I don't know why I made the movie. Where's where's this guy at? I won't call him out. But freaking um also like we, we deal with that all the time. There's so many other things you could have made. You could have yeah. made a horror film. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I love that question. what was the question again? No, I'm playing. <laughs> Why did you make June 22nd? Um, I made June 22nd because I think usually these ideas come from like just one phrase or an idea. Um, I, I know I really wanted to make an ensemble movie. I really love The Breakfast Club. And you know I feel like that's one of those movies that are just timeless. I mean, if you look at the set, I don't know if you guys see it over there. Breakfast Club and then June 22nd right next to each other. By the way, I don't know, um, shout out Frankie because that Breakfast Club poster has been in my basement for years. Shout out Frankie! And this is the first time it's getting used. Like, it hasn't even been up on my wall. It's been in my basement. Anyways, um, I watched The Breakfast Club and watching The Breakfast Club, I remember by the end of it, you know, they don't end up being friends. Like, they just disappear. They're not friends anymore. Just disperse. And, um, I really wanted to make June 22nd with the idea that leaves it, you know, wide open. Like, this is this is like a bird call in our hood, bro. I love it. You know what time it is when the sirens are going. Okay. Um, yeah, I wanted to leave June 22nd, you know, with a wide open ending where you know you can interpret that, like, yeah, these guys ended up being friends or. Um, yeah, I really wanted that. Plus, June twenty seconds, like an ode to like a group of friends of mine that we were like really close in like twenty sixteen. That's kind of how we became friends. So that's why I wanted to make that movie. And um, yeah, to piggyback off why I haven't made like horror, like crime, or like yeah. any of those movies, I just haven't found the right one yet. Like, um, I've had ideas in my brain. Um, there's some written down, and like. I just haven't found the right one yet. Um, you know, eventually the right one will turn up. And when the time comes, I, I'll i be glad to show you guys. But it just hasn't come yet. That's my best answer right now. Inspiration kind of hits you like a meteorite. Yeah. And you don't know when it's coming. Can y'all predict that? I can't. Yeah. Um, yo, I got nothing. And I'm running out of, like, cool one-liners. I never had any to begin with. You know what I mean? Any yeah. other questions? My brother, you want, yeah, you don't want that problem. Yeah. You saw, we saw that cameo on, on when we were running on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, no. I, I don't like acting, but I'm open to trying it because I want to know how actors feel acting. And I feel like that's really important as a director to find out, because 
Um, honestly, one of the hardest things is, for me, is directing actors. Um, I've learned to use more verbs than adjectives. And, um, and another thing I've learned is, um, I don't know, just like using examples. I know when I, we did Bailando, I was just giving you guys examples and like just playing around with like different things. That's just how it is, just a lot of examples and verbs. I try not to use adjectives because um, it throws people off. But um, yeah, I just really want to learn from like what actors deal with. So that's the only reason why I would, I'd like ever act. So if you ever see me acting, it's because I'm trying to learn something. Oh my God. Um, oh, um, the question was if there was anything recent that was fire that I've seen. Any movie or TV show. Um, ooh, uh, I, I feel like this is so reason for me to say it, but um, I've seen. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, what happened? Oh yeah, I've seen Beef. Yeah, that's really good. I pitched it in like one day. Um, me and Daniel were just like geeking out because of Secession. Anybody who's seen Secession? That shit's crazy. Uh, I love Secession. I love Secession. You finished it? No, I haven't finished it. Oh my god, it's so good. I'm I on like Secession. What happened? So good. No spoilers. I won't spoil it, but it's so good. Um, it's funny enough, when we wrapped um, Bailando um, on that Sunday, we went to the beach. And we watched like 20 minutes of the of the season finale on someone's phone. <laughs> That's crazy. If y'all can, y'all can't see it on the camera and on YouTube, but Jomil just flipped Michael off. <coughs> Why did he flip you off? Cause, cause he saw us watching it and he was like, "Come on, guys, live in the moment." And then he sits down That's and crazy. watches it with us. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and then something else I've watched is probably like all the like superhero stuff. I just saw Spider-Verse like twice already. I know this shit came out Thursday and I've already seen it twice. It's Saturday. Um, and I've seen um, the Guardians movie, Guardians Volume 3. I've seen it three times. Um, yeah, that Guardians movie made me feel really old. Anybody else feel really old after watching it? Like, damn, that's so crazy. Um, other than that, what else? I don't know. I don't, what else? Succession, superhero, beef. Any romance movies? Just because by line, though, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a romance. Um, hmm. What was the last one? Am I allowed to check? Can I check? Yo, our brother, we're here as long as you're holding these people hostage. Oh my god, I'm so yeah, sorry. Hold on. I'm checking Letterboxd. Hold on. Um, no, ooh, we. I want to see no, no more questions. You take one more question. Yeah, I'll, I'll take one more question. I mean, I could probably, for romance, I'll definitely just say Guava Island. Yeah! It's really good. I remember we watched, Jamal, we watched it, right, together? Yeah, we watched it together. That was, like, the last romantic thing I really saw. Question. Scott Pilgrim versus the Let's world. Let's go! 
I, I will never forget, and I tell people all the time, I remember um, popping open the DVD, and I saw it behind the scenes, and I told myself, and I know it's fucking terrible to think negatively, but I told myself straight up, I will never make something that fucking good. And it sucks to say that. That movie's a banger. It, it sucks to say that. I mean, you know, I can't believe I said it again, but sometimes there's just something that makes you say those kind of things. And for me, that's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. We, are, we all need something to chase, brother. Keep chasing Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Andre 3000 said he would, he would prefer to be the second best rapper alive because then he will always be chasing the first rapper and therefore always getting better. Thank you, Michael T. Thank you, Thank you to the audience. <laughs> it's your boy, OBT. Yeah, it's right here. You don't gotta you don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here. I, I think so, yeah. I, yeah. But also social. <laughs> Take us home. Take us home, Mike. I got you. Oh, yeah.